It's upsetting to me that anyone has listened to ska music ever. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And I am positively covered in cat hair. <laughs> I always tell you that, and you always say, it's fine. Well, it is fine. I'm not saying it's not fine. I'm just saying that I am. So what you been up to? Um, lots of stuff. Um, I was a guest on the Wolf Cruise Studios podcast. Uh, that was a fun time. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Guitars for two and a half hours, that's a place to do it. Mostly... I don't know if I can listen to you talk about guitars for two and a half hours. It wasn't... That's not all we talked about. But it was mostly just me remembering guitars people played in, like, high school. I mean, that's fun. And I'm like, I don't remember what I did yesterday. (laughs) And I can tell you who played what guitars in what band. In 2010. In 2010, yeah. We went back in the studio on Monday and did some more tracking for the Low Siders album, which is nearly complete. Uh, We've been saying that it's nearly complete for a very long time. Uh, Except for now, it's nearly complete. For reals? I certainly hope so. For reals. Um, We're playing at Musica tomorrow. That should be fun. Uh, I guess Friday, last Friday when you're listening to this. I plugged that one quite a bit, though. Yes. Um, but I'm pretty excited. I like playing Musica. I'm also very nervous, because it's Musica. Yeah, but you're headlining, right? No, I don't think so. I thought you I were. Thought we're. I think we're playing first. Oh, I thought you were playing last. I don't know, then. I'm not sure if I know either. <laughs> I thought we were playing first, but they seem to be billing it as we're headlining. That's what I thought, but I don't I, know. I don't know. Maybe because you sold more tickets. Yeah, they might put us last. Have at least one person coming out to take pictures, which will be nice. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to shave or something. And some friends are going to come see. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully people show up. Yeah. Um, for those of you that I'm sure are biting your nails, uh, the acoustic cab that I was talking about last week sold and I didn't buy it. And I am upset wasn't meant to be. I know, but I wanted to use it at the show tomorrow. I'm sorry. You have you have enough things. I guess so. For now. I kind of want to use that old head because it was in the closet there for a long time. But I have not thoroughly tested it through my rig. Mm. I know how my usual amp works and how it sounds. And yeah. so I'm a little scared to use it. I just haven't used that head enough. Might not risk it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like something I would do. In fact, that's something I've done. Like, I'll get a new pedal the day before a gig, and just like, well, I'm using this tonight, without practicing with it or anything. Um, The most important news is that I bought a new laptop case. Uh, The orange one was falling apart and getting really stabby. R.I.P. It sliced Ivy on at least one occasion. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. It was mean. But I bought a black one, and now I can't ever find my laptop. <laughs> Blends into everything. I mean, I'm mostly just still looking for the orange case. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Like when, totally different. But like when I got a new car, I would walk out into the parking lot and look for my red car, forgetting that I now right. drive like a 
champagne gray car. Mm-hmm. That happened for like a long yeah. time. I have so many stickers to put on the case, and I'm having an anxiety about it. I don't know where to put them. You said this last week. Did I? Yes. Did I have the case last week? I think so. Oh. Because I remember writing in the description that you couldn't t- uh, figure out what to do with your stickers. Oh, well, I still can't figure out. I still have a new laptop case, and I still don't know what to do with all the stickers. Everybody send Matt more stickers so that he <laughs> has more choices. I, yes, please, everyone, I love stickers. Stickers? I wish I had, like, a hard case for my base to plaster with stickers, but I just use the gig bag all the time. Maybe someday. I mean, I do have a hard case, but I I haven't put any stickers on it. Have you ever been on Redbubble? Yes. To look at stickers? Yes. It's where I got all my best laptop stickers. If you buy five, you get one free because they come in, like, sheets of two. Yeah. So, like, to fill out the last sheet. It gives you it, one free. It feels a little cheating. It feels a little like cheating Well, to order stickers. What do you even... They're like... It's like independent artists. But I, I come across my stickers organically. Don't you be judging my stickers. There's literally no better laptop sticker than my Sweet Victory Squidward. It's like... That's the best sticker I've ever had. Like, I have a lot of records, and I've ordered, like, two of them. Short of, like, new stuff. Pre-order stuff. Like, I've ordered two of them off the internet, and it felt like I was cheating both times. Like, you have to find them in a record store. No. Stickers are good. No matter what. Like, I kind of want a new laptop, but that means I would lose my Squidward sticker, and that upsets me so much. We'll get you a new uh, Squidward sticker. Um, Also... Uh, my band Low Siders is on the compilation album Where the Hell is Akron, Ohio, Volume 2, and that'll be out on April 13th. Cool. You can buy it and listen to me sing some stuff. Which songs are on it? I believe Disney Girl is on it. Is that the only one? Yes. Cool. There's like 20 bands. Cool. I am excited. Cool. They said they're going to get vinyl printed, which would be really cool. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, buy one. Yeah. And I'm actually not working on Record Store Day this year. Ooh. Or at least I don't think I am. He'll probably that, change the... Uh, what day is that? 20th? It's the 13th. April 13th. Oh, that's... Is it the same day every year? 13th? No, it's it's always on a Saturday. Oh. Okay. So I can actually go to Record Store Day, even though it's going to be crazy over there, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I bet. But that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, that's about all that's going on with me. What's going on with you? Um... A handful of things, I guess. I've been playing The Sims like a fiend, because that's one of those holes that you play it nonstop for about three weeks, and then you don't touch it for six months, and that's just the way that it is. So I was just doing that before we started speaking here. I had to kick Ivy off The Sims. When? Just now? Yeah. No, you didn't. I I I said, do you want to start? And you said yes, and I said, okay, I'll stop. Okay. What do you mean? I was getting there. Okay. I'm sorry. How dare you? No, the bad part is when I spent like four hours building my house (laughs) the other night. I was like, I was so deep into it. Like, I was thinking so hard. I also made the dumbest mistakes like I always do. But I was like, I got the the house built. Yes, I did. I used a cheat code this time to make it fun. (laughs) I got lots of money. But... It's so fun to decorate it when you have enough money to buy stuff. Right. Um, I also always make my house 
either too big or too small. There's no in between. And I also always forget to put a foundation. And the only thing I ever want is a porch. And then I forget to put the foundation, build the whole house, and then don't want to delete it to put a foundation in. So then I just give up. Uh, besides that, I figured since I haven't mentioned it in a while, my book is about a third of the way edited. Good. Something, something around there, which is a feat of great strength and willpower on my part. I'm trying so hard, and some days I just want to bury myself in the ground. But other days I'm like, maybe, just maybe, it's not a pile of steaming garbage. It's just a pile of regular garbage. Do you have a, like, a date that you want to try to get it done by? Um... Because you wanted, you had, you said you were going to finish writing it by your birthday. Yes, and I re- finished writing it that morning. Yeah, and I've written more since, but that was technically the last scene that I version needed. one. Yeah, trying to be realistic here. If I can keep up, I've been doing really good the past like two weeks writing like most days. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you get done if you just sit down for like half an hour or an hour several days a week. Who would have thought this? Certainly not me. Who's been keeping this deep and powerful secret from me? That's what I want to know. It's depression is the answer. Um, 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 I was, I mean, August is a good target. Again, maybe if I really bust it, I could do it by like summer, by like June. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds like a decent goal because, so there's three parts, there's three main characters, and they each have their own, like, intertwining story, basically. Mm -hmm. And I just am about to finish the one character, and that was the one that needed the most stuff added to it and the most work, I think. Um, Because for a while when I was editing it, I was, like, jumping around, so I have bits and pieces of the other two done, like, the first little bit of both of them. Probably more than I remember, if I'm honest. So mm. I'm probably a little bit farther than I think. But the third one was the one that needed the most work, and I decided instead of jumping around because I'm trying to edit, I should stick on the one for a long time and like get to know it mm-hmm. better because I jumped around when I wrote it too. So I've just been doing the one, and so if I finish this one in the next week or so, maybe I could do it by like June-ish, like the end of June. Mm-hmm. That seems like a good to shoot for, and we'll see what happens, but... Uh, and then maybe someone can read it and tell me if it's bad. The thing is, though, is that since I'm editing them all separate so that I can make sure that their own stories make sense, it's hard to put in the thingies that connect them, Mm. first of all. So I'm going to have to do them all three and then kind of figure out how they fit together Mm. and probably write some more little connecty parts. Mm -hmm. So that's going to take another little bit of time. Hopefully not too long, but... When I'm working from three documents on one tiny screen, trying to stagger everything in where I want it, and like like my brain can't. I wish I could print it all out, but it's like 300 pages. Right. So even if like our printer doesn't have any ink right now, so that's not even an option. <laughs> but um, even if I was going to go to Staples or somewhere and get it printed, it's going to be like a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So unless I don't know, I suppose I could do that, but that's still a lot of pages to fumble around. So I'll just have to figure out. Uh, um. Uh, um. A method. I wish I had... At work, I have a big iMac, and then I have a smaller screen, too, so I have two desktops on my desk, and I love that I can spread out all my crap, all my windows and stuff, so I can mm-hmm. see everything at once, but I just have a small laptop here, and I wish I had a giant screen to put everything on. But we will work with what we got, I suppose. So that's your long-awaited update on that. 
Um, I've also started, like, keeping a journal-ish, kind of. Um, my friend Beth is reading a book about, like, creativity, and she was telling me about it, and I want to get the book. I haven't yet. Um, but it's about just, like, staying motivated and staying creative and making it, like, a part of your life and everything. And there's a part in it that I've heard of before, and it's, like, write three pages of journal free write every morning to mm-hmm. just, like, let your brain relax and, like, get used to, like, opening up your brain, basically, and, like, not shutting out your thoughts and just letting your thoughts run wild. Yeah. And I haven't done it every morning, but I've done it many mornings, and it's been kind of fun. And it's, uh, like, therapy, but free. And just reminds me of how bad my handwriting is. But uh, that's been pretty good, so I'd recommend that. Uh, It's springtime. I have the urge to clean everything and also, like, go through my closet and go through everything and get rid of stuff and purge my life of all dirtiness. So I'm going to try and ride that wave while I'm on it. I just want to, like, get rid of things and clean everything. Um, yeah, and I've been doing a decent job of, like, cooking healthy things and doing exercise more than once every three weeks. So I think I'm just spring cleaning my life at the moment. Hmm. And it's been okay. That's good. It's been okay. If I think about it for too long, I'm like, it's all fake and I'm tricking myself. But if I don't think about it, the trick works. You have to teach me how to do that. Uh, Make yourself real, real busy. (laughs) And do stuff until you're so tired that you just pass out. Yay! Routines, that's it. I thrive on routine, I think. I have routines, but they're all not good routines. That's, you gotta fix one little thing at a time. Don't try and do it all at once. Yeah. I'm kind of doing it all at once, but I started one thing and then another thing and... Finish one job before before you you start start another. another. Quote of the day. (laughs) If anyone knows what that's from, you get 100 situation points. You can spend them in our gift shop on virtual gift cards to our gift shop. The only thing the gift shop contains is gift cards to the gift shop. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's about it. Hmm. Anything else? Um, I'm sorry I didn't do any outro music last week. It happens. I mostly forgot. And then I didn't get home till like 11 o'clock on Sunday night. And I was like, I am not doing it now. Happens sometimes. I don't think anyone holds it against you. I do. Well, you can do it this time. Yeah. You can do it tonight after I go to sleep as soon as we're done doing this. That sounds Maybe. fun, right? I mean, that's usually when I do it. It's it, like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we'll see. Sometimes I go to bed and like I hear you playing and eventually I fall asleep and it's fine. Hmm. Other times you're like, yeah, I wrote this at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm surprised that it didn't wake me up, but it never does if <clears throat> I'm already asleep. Yeah. Because sometimes if I'm trying to fall asleep, you'll like... You'll be practicing something or trying to get something or, like, working on a song. So you keep playing the same thing over and over. It's, like, one bar. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm laying there, like, (gasps) if he plays it one more time, I'm going to go insane. It's, like, the, uh, it's probably, like, if I'm, like, actually trying to practice and doing, like, scale exercises. Yeah, it's, like, you have one thing you're trying to figure out. No. It's, like, you're playing, it's, like, you're writing a a verse, but you're trying to figure out what you want it to be, or you're writing a solo. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what this one bar is going to be, so you do it over and over and over. Right. That's what it is. 
But if I just lay there for another five minutes, I'm asleep. So it's, okay. it's always fine. I was going to I was. You can always like. If it's ever not, I will tell you or text me, uh, and just tell me to shut up for a bit. Well, the worst thing is that Ray will come in and out, and she'll come in and leave the door cracked like three yeah. inches, and then it's like t- it's ten times louder. Mm-hmm. So I, have I to always get up, try to close. So it I get if I up see and it. I shut the door again, but then she goes back out and it opens back up again. Right. It's so much better when the door is like shut, but I can't shut it tight, or she'll freak out. Yeah, obviously. So. Every time that Ray goes in and out, I'm like, my life is over. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just need a larger space. We need a kitty cat door in our bedroom door. A flippy flap. We just need a larger house. That's true. Or Some, a house. Someday. I'm sorry, I'm having fun. That's a cute bandana. I don't think I've ever seen you wear that before. I bought it, like, last spring. Hmm. I think I wore it once or twice. This one's once or twice. This one's kind of tight, hmm. but it wasn't too bad today. Goes good with your yellow pants. Yes. Ivy also has her hair pulled back, and that's the first time I think I've seen your hair pulled back since, like, high school. I've, no. I used to do, remember, I would do those two little buns, like, a year ago. Like, a year and a half ago. Mm. I did two little buns on the top sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I don't put it up that much, but I tried today. I can't, I wanted it in a bun, and it goes half in a bun, but the stuff that's too short just sticks out. Yeah. But I did my best. I just felt like wearing this today, and it's easier to wear this when it's up, oh. because then all the short stuff doesn't just, like, make a mushroom yeah. over top of it. I, here's, Ivy spends, like, she puts thought into her outfit. I guess I put thought into my outfit sometimes, but this was, I put on a clean t-shirt, and then found a pair of jeans and a flannel shirt, and that's what I wore today. Well, that's what I do, that's exactly what I do when I don't know what to wear, and it's cold. I put on jeans or leggings, t-shirt, flannel, and I leave. Any combination of any of those. Like, that's my fail-safe outfit. If nothing else is working, if I try something on and I hate it, or if I don't feel very good, or if I'm too tired and don't want to think, mm-hmm. that's what I wear every time. Leggings, t-shirt, flannel. If it's summertime, I wear that same pair of uh, ripped capris, the one with the knees ripped out, mm-hmm. and a t-shirt. And a belt. Good. Yep. Uh, we Good. Yes. Welcome to Conversation Corner. That was just us having a conversation. Is that... Not for the podcast. That's a new segment. It's a it's a new segment if we're doing good on time. It's Tangent Conversation Corner. Conversation Corner. <laughs> Where we talk about something totally unplanned. Good. 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 Is it time for everyone's favorite segment? It's time for Things of the Week. Things of the Week. The Bob. Did the things go bop? No, I was about to say things of the week again, and then I would figure you would have yelled at me. And so I just did. I would have just made a dinosaur noise. Ivy, what are your things of the week? This week, my things of the week include a bunch of weird stuff, because I couldn't think of anything good. Um, The band Murder by Death, which I've just heard of recently, but I'm going to go see them with Beth, and it's her favorite band. And they're like like an Americana, westerny... Uh, folk rock kind of band, I guess is what I would call them. They are new to me, but I listened to a couple of their songs, and it's pretty good. I explained it as... How did I explain it as? It's if Pedro the Lion was Fleet Foxes. That's what it is. Uh, So they're pretty good. And I'm seeing them next month. Uh, My other thing of the week is Kingdom Hearts soundtracks, because that's what I've been listening to on my spare time. Also, uh, my new favorite thing is panorama pictures of dogs gone wrong. (laughs) When the dog walks through the panoramic picture and either ends up with only two legs and it's just like a circle with mm-hmm. two legs and a head, or it has like 11 legs because it walked through. Right. Because it walked through. My voice is not doing so hot today. Whew. 
Those are always funny. And I found a, a big Facebook post that I immediately lost because I accidentally clicked away from it today of dogs walking through panoramas. And it's funny. Or, like, turning their head so they mm-hmm. have, like, two heads. Very funny. Um, my next thing of the week is whatever the thick-ass paper my new business cards are made out of is, it's like a thick cardstock with, like, a matte top coat. Matte? Matte finish. A flat finish. They're very nice. I don't... They feel like if velvet was paper. And that's all I have to say about that. Also, chickpeas, because I've been cooking with them a lot. And uh, walking outside, because it was warm enough yesterday that we went for a walk outside, and it was so very nice. We saw about 11 dogs. Yes. Big, floofy dogs. I'm pretty sure we saw more dogs than people. Maybe. We saw at least as many dogs as people. And not even every people had a dog. Yeah. Good. What are your things of the week? There seems to be a buzz on the line. There we go. Buzz, buzz. Uh, my hey, thing. what's the buzz? How, my, how many minutes is it? Uh, 21. That's pretty good. Uh, things, my things of the week. Uh, I've been listening to some Tal Wilkenfeld, because uh, she was on Mark Maron, and then I was like, I need to listen to her stuff again. She's so good. She has an album out. We should review it. Okay. It just came out. Will I like it? Maybe. Okay. Does she sing or does she just play? She does sing. And I didn't know she sang, but she does sing. Hmm. She has a very interesting voice. I have to play you one of her songs. Okay. Um, Also, I've been listening to Pedro the Lion a lot. Uh, I've decided that they're my favorite band. Um, Also, I listened to Oh Brother on the way to band practice the other day because I haven't listened to them in a while. Uh, Heavy stuff. Don't uh, listen to them in a basement. It doesn't work. <laughs> also, uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars GameCube game. <laughs> Super fun. Uh, really awful storyline. Um, the graphics are terrible. They're fine. The What I'll say is like the landscapes and stuff are pretty good, but the people are terrible. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, they walk so funny. Their upper body doesn't move, and their legs just kind of bicycle. Yeah. Or they like they kind of crab walk, but their t- upper body just doesn't move. It's very funny. It's GameCube. It's funny. <laughs> um, also, Star Wars memes have been keeping me alive these last couple weeks. Um, also, we've been playing. We played some uh, Sly Three the other night. Oh yeah. Uh, not as good as Sly Two, but still pretty good. It's fun, but you can't take it seriously at all. Like no. Sly Two, you can like take it a little bit seriously, like. Ooh, the story, the intrigue. This yeah. one is so weird and so random and so contrived that you're just like, I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah. Um, also, I've been watching Ivy play The Sims, and that's fun for me. Uh, also, I've been listening to Cordy Barnett. Um, we went and saw a couple bands at Annabelle's the other night. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, our buddies uh, Joe Risden and the 815 headlined, uh, and they're awesome. They killed it. Uh, it's upsetting to me how good they are, and every time I see them, I'm like, I need to write better songs. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, I need to be in that band. Well, no. I mean, I would be if they asked me. They'd probably let you play tambourine or something. Yeah, that'd be fine. They like you. Um, they have some music out on Bandcamp, uh, which you should all check out. Um, and also spring. It's springtime now. You know how I feel about spring. I, listen... In the weeks leading up to spring, I felt like crap every day, and now that it's springtime, I feel so much better. Head's a little stuffy, 
mm-hmm. but my head's been stuffy since like September, uh, so it's not too bad. I will say that my mood is better, yes. but my annoyance factor is like plus five of where it normally would be. Here, I went on this exact rant today, and I'm just going to do it again. Uh, yesterday, uh, at the end of the day, it was 82 degrees in my office, so we turned the heat down. This morning, it was like 60 degrees in the office, and no one turned the heat on. Good. So it was really hot in there yesterday and freezing in there today, so we were talking about it. And I said, spring is officially the worst season for every reason. Uh, you have to wear at least three different outfits every every day to be dressed correctly because it's freezing in the morning, hot in the afternoon, and then cold again at night. Uh, everything is always wet. Everyone is always coughing on you. And you can never be doing the right thing because everything is just out of whack. I said, sure, there's flowers, but, like, at what cost? You know? Mm-hmm. At what cost? Also, I found a video that's... Uh... Zodiac signs as vines, uh, and it's very good. And I felt like most of the ones that were cancer were pretty accurate, a pretty accurate representation of my uh, uh, my person. Can I start sending you Zodiac memes now? Sure. Because people just take any picture and, like, you know, tag, like, tag on it who's who. Right. Like that. Things of the week. Bop! Now it's time for the Situation Review. Uh, was this a, a suggested? I believe your bandmate Nate sent us this. Bandmate Nate. If I'm not mistaken. Thanks, Nate. Mate. Nate late in the tardies. See, I'm still kind of mad you're not called that, but that's all right. That's what you are in my heart. Um, on something else he said, I think it might be on his WordPress It's like Nate State in the lower 48. I think I do remember that. So good. <laughs> I like that pattern. Uh, so this week we're reviewing Dear You by the band Jawbreaker. The album. The album, the, Dear The music you. album. Yes. That's a great band name, by the way. The Jawbreaker? Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And so now we're going to review it. So to give you some background, Jawbreaker is a 90s band that I had never heard of before. Nope. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. Uh, we weren't hardly around. Uh, this album came out in 1995, so I was one, and you was like three. I was... You was three? Depends on what month it was, if I was one yet. Sure. Uh, anywho, uh, this was their last full album. I was reading up about them just a little bit. They were, like, super indie at first and, like, signed to, like, an indie label, and people loved them. They just put about, put out a bunch of, like, EPs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they signed with, like, a big label, like, a major label for this album, and people were mad, but they ignored it, and then put out, like, their best album to date. So, but this ended up being their last one. They put out, like, a, uh, a, uh, an album of stuff that didn't make any of the other albums, like, a couple years later. Mm-hmm. But this was their last, like, studio album. Hmm. I saw one came out in, like, 2014. Uh, it was, like, a remaster of this, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. Or, like, a re-release of... Yeah. Some kind of special edition thing. Gotcha. But I don't believe it was a new album unless I am misinformed. That makes me like them slightly more that they're like a one album. Like they had one big release. Yeah, I think they had some EPs and maybe full albums like mm. that were just independent-ish. But Gotcha. But uh, this was their only major release, I guess. Yeah. But they were apparently big influences and you can kind of hear it of like 90s angst rock that came after. Yeah. Is what I I read. Yeah. So, uh, 
overall, what did you think of this album? Uh, I said it was very 90s rock. Uh-huh. Um, at first, like, when it first started, I was like, oh, no. Um, and then as it went on, it really kind of grew on me. Yeah, I agree, for sure. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to... No, that's, those are my opening statements. Yeah, I said it's, like, it's grungy 90s, kind of rock, punk-ish a, a little bit. Um, it's, like, the precursor to, like, popish, angsty rock that came after it. It, it's the pre-Simple Plan. It's the pre-Jimmy Eat world of, of the music industry. And it's some good old-fashioned authentic angst before it was just, like, trendy to be angsty. And I like those bands that I listed, but they were like, this feels like a lot more authentic than that. Sure. Like, not so, not so manufactured to be angsty. It's just more genuinely that was the music they were making, mm-hmm. I think. Just lost... Two earring backs, like, simultaneously, I found it. Um, so, what things did you like about it? Um, I, I mean, I liked that it was, like, I mean, it's very much a 90s rock and roll kind of album. But it has sort of, it's a little more complex than, like, just straightforward 90s rock. Yeah. You know? Um, it has kind of a kind of a televisiony kind of punk vibe, um, but it also gets a little Sonic Youthy, uh, and yeah, I thought I mean some of the songs were really punky, whereas some of them were actually kind of complex and like interesting musically. Yes. Um, I also said my favorite song was actually the next to last song, which I think is probably the actual last song. And then they tacked on that next one. Mayhaps. It's like an unreleased thing. I don't know. Uh, but the Basilica was my favorite song. Cool. Very Sonic Youth. Gets pretty noisy and out there in times, but I liked it. Yeah. They dig into that jam every once and again. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Okay. Um... Yeah, it was a really interesting thing, because my initial reaction was like, I like this, but I could see it getting old. But actually, as it went on, I liked it more and more instead of less, which I think is rare Mm -hmm. uh, for something that I've never heard before and people I've never heard of. So that was impressive and interesting. Sorry, my nose is all stuffy. It's making my voice be funny. Um, I like that for at least semi-punk album, it has more sparse and like free-flowing moments that aren't just like quarter notes hitting you in the face like you're sitting in front of a fan that's Mm -hmm. just whacking you over and over. Um, I like that it feels super DIY, kind of punk-ish, rock and roll-ish, without being, like, cookie-cutter or without being sound like it's poorly made. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely meant to be listened to on a cassette tape. Yes, that's absolutely (laughs) true. This is mixtape material. Um, yeah, the thing I like about it is that it's this kind of grungy emo rock stuff that there's good moments of, like, melody. That's the kind of thing I like about this sort of genre. Like, I kept thinking of, like, Foo Fighters. Am I crazy? They reminded me some of, like, not the punk songs, but the other songs. Mm. Felt like Foo Fighters to me. But, um, they'll do, like... It has more of a melody than punk does, but there'll be, like, one chord or, like, one minor note at the end that makes it, like, not, like, a pop melody. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it's... The, like, you'll, you think you know where it's going, and then it'll have, like, one weird chord that, like, throws you off. And right. then it'll have a nice melody with, like, one weird chord in it. Yeah. And I really like that. It's not just, like, pop rock or punk rock. Yeah. Like, it has those kind of turns in it that make it more interesting. It's I like agree. It's like if you're listening to Monkey Wrench by Foo Fighters. It's like... Dan, da, da, dan, da, wah. It's that, that chord that's, like, weird. Are you, are you following me where that is? Maybe I just don't remember how Monkey Ranch goes. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I know it because I kicked butt at it in Guitar Hero, so. Um, anyway, that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, I was doing other things while I listened to it, but I don't know that it felt quite as long as it is. Uh, it's only slightly long, but I didn't notice it too much. Yeah. Only maybe, like, right at the tail end, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. I don't think it drugged necessarily. And my favorite songs were Accident Prone and Million because it just has that melody in it that I like to latch on to, but with like interesting complex things happening around it too. Mm-hmm. What grievances have you of which to air? Um maybe a smidge too long. Yeah. Like a smidge. Yeah. Um not a super fan of the punky vocals. I said the same thing. It's very kind of British punk clashy vocals. I think his voice is fine. I didn't like the whole like double echoey thing that was on it every single song. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? That like yeah. effect that was on it that like it sort of sounds like there's two of him. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um because they used it the entire album. Yeah. It I distracted just, me. It's a little it's I I put it in like why I don't really like the Arctic Monkeys guy sometimes. It's just a little too overtly British and... I don't... They're from California. Punk Rocky. Arctic Monkeys are English. No, Jawbreaker is from California. Oh. <laughs> We're not talking about the Arctic well, Monkeys right now, so I don't know what you're talking about. That makes about. it even worse because he's pretending to sound like The Clash then. I don't think so. I think he is. He sounds like... He sounds like an emo band singer, is okay. what it sounds like. Okay. Um... It's also... I don't... This is... What? Well, now I'm second-guessing myself, and I'm going to double-check, but I, I... I read that they were West Coast. Okay. I didn't do any research, so that's fine. Um, it's also very much a product of its time. Like, as soon as it started, I was like, yep, this is from the 90s. Uh, and I think most of it holds up pretty well, uh, but there was some stuff that sounded kind of dated. You know what I mean? Oh, they're from New York. Oh, there you go. I, they must have said it sounded like West Coast or something like that. They're from New York. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I'm that sorry. explains kind of why they probably sound like television. Sure. Um, but yeah, it just, it sounds a little dated. Like, there's some stuff you can listen to from mm-hmm. the 90s that doesn't really sound like it's from the 90s, and there's some stuff you listen to from the 90s and you're like, yep. But do you, but is that bad? Or is it just a point you're making? Uh, I don't really... I don't think that's bad, personally, but that's preference. I mean, there's some stuff... I think the best stuff sounds kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. Like, that it could have been made in any era. Whereas this, it really pigeonholes itself into the 90s rock thing. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, it's a product of its time kind of things. I think... 
the interesting thing is that everything I read said that they influenced everyone, which is interest. It's so interesting to me because I've never heard of them. But yeah. everything I read said most influential like emo band or punk band of the nineties. Right. And I'm like. I get it because I hear other people in them. The thing is that I'm used to hearing those other people, so it feels backwards in my head because right. it's like I know what came after it. I know what it influenced, but actually it was first. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was playing off the 90s, whatever, grunge rock right. sound. Like They kind of invented it. Yeah. If not invented it, like super pushed it forward. Super popularized I mean, popularized Neil it. Young invented grunge in the 70s, but... Oh, is that so? Yes. Neil Young sings about countrymen. No, I mean, that's like, that's an accepted fact. Like, among the grunge community. Like, they're like, oh yeah, Neil Young is the first grunge rocker. Do you know that ska came before reggae? That's upsetting to me. (laughs) It's upsetting to me that anyone has listened to ska music ever. Uh, I had another point to make. Um, there, it's it's funny. Cause there's actually a lot of bands that are sort of like that, that are super influential, that like all of your favorite bands like, but nobody else has ever heard of. Yeah. Um, like that band Fanny. That's that, what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, Big Star is another one. Uh, who else would be? I mean, television. I'm sure to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you lots know. of other bands. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, like, hundreds of ones in the 60s that we've just never heard of now. Sure. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Do you have any grievances of which to air? Yeah, I got a few. Um, I agree with a bit of what you said. Um, I didn't like that effect on the vocals, I said that. Um, I don't like the more traditional punk songs on the album. I liked the other stuff. Yeah, I agree. Better. Uh, They weren't bad. I, like... But but the th- when the whole song is just quarter notes, and, like, he had a better, like, vocal delivery than, like, whichever Ramon it is that just screams at you. I don't know who's who. Joey Ramon? Maybe. Is Joey Fatone was in NSYNC. Um, so, like, at least it had that going for it, but the song was not as interesting because it was just quarter notes hitting you, like, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. The other songs that had more things going on and more melody were more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it also, in, like, one or two songs, like, edged a little bit toward metal a little bit more, and I didn't know... That felt weird. Mm. That was weird to me. Uh, that Lurker song. Mm. I was like, this is almost a metal song, and it didn't feel like it belonged, and I don't know if it, that just makes it interesting or if I didn't like it. So that's an, that's a questionable one. If I have something questionable, it goes in grievances because I don't know how to feel. So it's not necessarily bad. My grievance is that I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a fault of my own because I'm not smart enough to know. Uh, my only other grievance is why have I never heard of them? Because I liked it a lot. Yeah. Why don't I know them? Why don't more people know who this is? I don't know. Or do they and we're just slightly too young? Maybe. That, that I wonder seems about this. to happen a lot. But then again, but like, I've never heard of them. No, I It wasn't either. even like, oh, I've heard of them, but I never took the time to listen. I've never heard of them at all. Right. So, I don't know about that. We'd have to see. Mm-hmm. This was suggested to us by someone of a slightly, it has a couple years on us. Yeah. Knew all the cool stuff that was happening when we were one years old. Right. So, 
So maybe we just missed it. Velvet Underground is another one of those bands. I think they're more appreciated now. Mm -hmm. But the first Velvet Underground album sold like 5,000 copies. (laughs) Two copies. Like ever. Lou Reed bought them both. (laughs) Lou um, Reed wouldn't buy his own music. (laughs) I see. Uh, What kind of a rating would you give it? Um, Overall, I said I liked it. Um, and yeah, it did kind of grow on me as it went along. Uh, definitely liked the sort of more experimental kind of mm-hmm. grungy alt rock songs more than I liked the, uh, the punk songs. Uh, I gave it like a solid seven and a half or eight. That's right about where I am too. Yeah. But like the good stuff is like an eight. And then if I average it out with the stuff I didn't like, it's maybe like a seven. Yeah. So, cause not even the stuff I didn't like wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. So. I definitely want to listen to some of the other stuff. Like, yeah. This is supposed to be the best, right? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, but I think worth a listen for sure. And, like, I was so scared that it was going to be boring punk right when it started. Yeah. And I was, like, it usually doesn't happen to me that I liked it more and more as I listened to it. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot moodier and had, like, more direction and more, like, complexity than I expected. And that was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Would recommend would listen to again. Yeah. Stamp of approval. Situation seal of approval. I need a little animation where Ray's paw goes a boop and puts like a little <laughs> paw print with like a heart in the middle. Uh, okay, good? Good. Review. Oh, I thought of something else I did this week that might be uh, relevant. Uh, I watched the Motley Crue movie on Netflix. Did you? Yeah. Um, not a big Motley Crue fan. Pretty decent movie. What's uh what's their most famous famous song? Um they did Like I know I home know Home Sweet I, Home. I know I know them, but I just can't think of Yeah, it's the one with the piano the boom 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 Um they also do Girls Girls Girls. Oh. And uh Live Wire. Um, so a lot of songs that you would know if you heard them. Yeah, I think I know those. Um, yeah, not a big Motley Crue fan, um, and the fact that I know like nothing about them still found it a fairly interesting and entertaining movie. It's interesting to hear people's stories. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, like on Mark Barron's podcast, like I don't listen to every single one, but even if I listen to one that's like someone I'm not that interested in, I'm always like, it's still interesting. Yeah. Even if it's somebody I don't know or somebody that, I don't know, is in a field that I'm not terribly interested in. Yeah. Just, like, hearing somebody's story is kind of fun. Sure. Uh, fair warning, do not watch this movie with your parents. Um, is there boobies? There's a whole lot of boobs. <laughs> uh, I did it. I would, there's some, like, I might feel uncomfortable watching it with you. <laughs> okay. There's some stuff. Uh, it's fine. Also, they kind of shot it like an 80s movie, which is really funny. There's like, um, because apparently the book they did, it's like all of them telling individual parts of the story. Okay. And so they sort of did it like that as a movie. Like, it starts Mm -hmm. out and they're like at this party and then it's like, that's me. I'm the bass player. And it's like (laughs) stuff like that. That's And there's one part where um, they're like at this party and the guitar player like looks at the camera and he's like, that didn't really happen. (laughs) He's like, it happened here, but we don't have time for that in the movie, so just get over it. Like That's it was funny. Yeah, they'd like do fourth wall kind of things like that. Um, but it's like a documentary-ish. 
It's a it's like a biopic kind of thing. So is it them playing themselves or is it people? No, it's actors playing them. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. That's I see what you mean then. Yeah. It was pretty good though. I enjoyed it. Oh. Cool. I'll have to see what uh what drummer Dave thinks. Does he like them? Drummer Dave has been losing his mind over this movie for the past two months. Like, as soon as they announced the oh. release date, like, I went to his house for practice, and he had, like, his stack of Motley Crue records <laughs> and, like, a Motley Crue shirt on. Well, like, Tommy Lee's, like, one of his favorite drummers, mm-hmm. and so he's just been, so I have to see what he thinks. Cool. Uh, we ready for game time? I think so. It's game time. Okay, so this week we're going to do you a movie recast, and the way the movie recast works is that we pick a movie and recast it with current actors as if it were to be remade today. Indeed. We share our lists, we decide between ourselves using the honor system which of our choices we think is best, and whoever gets that character gets a point. And we see who wins at the end. Yes. But not to mention... You can go to our Twitter on Friday and vote in our poll and let us know whose full cast list you think was better. Yep. So this week, we are going to recast a movie that should never be recast and has not been and is being not remade, but sequel-da-da-da-da-da. We're going to say what would happen if they remade Toy Story the first one. (laughs) Toy Story the first one. (laughs) Toy Story 2 Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is basically sacrilege, because some of these people should not and cannot be replaced, but we thought we would torture ourselves and do it. I would like to add, uh, nobody asked for a Toy Story 4. You're correct. No no one asked for that. No, we were, we were good, but I don't think it looks that bad. I think it looks like it could be good. I think it looks like it could be fun, it's just not needed. But right now, we're recasting the first one. (laughs) But right now... So we're just going to go through the characters and say who we cast. So you ready? Yep. Okay, so who, who, which no one can, will replace Tom Hanks as Woody? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes! Nice! Uh, so we both put Ryan Reynolds, with me, which means we both get ten points because we both put the same that one. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anyone else. I, I don't know why he's like... He's, like, in control, but also freaking out all the time, which is a character that I feel like Ryan Reynolds is constantly playing. He's kind of perfect for it. Yeah. Like, that's the only acceptable answer, I think. I'm so happy. We gone did it, boy! There's a snake in my boot! Well, I felt really good about that one. Yeah. And now I'm a little little worried for the rest of my list. Uh, I feel like I have some good ones, but... I only feel pretty good. Okay. I have one that I is absolutely the correct answer. Okay. So, besides this one. Cool. So that was wonderful, and I'm very pleasantly surprised. Who would play Buzz Lightyear? Will Arnett. That's pretty good. I put Robert Downey Jr., and I think maybe yours is better. Mm, Robert Downey Jr. is really good, though. I think Will Arnett has a better voice for it. I think... Robert Downey Jr. just kind of has a normal guy voice, just right. like a really good, like, attitude. But I feel like Will Arnett has, like, like 
Buzz has like a spaceman voice, and he's like right. a really important adventure. Right, like, he's like super guy. macho, yeah, uh, spaceman dude who's totally delusional. Yeah, I think and totally full of himself. I think Gears is probably better. Yeah, but I do like them both. I I mean Robert Downey Jr.'s. I think it would be too close to Iron Man. Yeah, that probably. Makes it's sense. maybe I think he would tr- you know play it a little too close to that. Of course, Will Arnett's basically just doing Batman from the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yours is better. All right. Uh, who would play Rex? Jake Johnson. Oh, man. I put Zach Galifianakis. That's mm, also really good. Uh, so Rex is very uh, jumpy and anxious and high-strung, but also very... Uh, like, he wants to be part of things. Yeah. And, like, kind of obsessive. He has a very obsessive personality. Yeah. Like, he obsesses over the bad things, and he also obsesses over, like, the stuff he likes. Right. So, Nick Miller. <laughs> uh, sure. I think sure. Zach Galifianakis's voice might be better. Mm-hmm. But I think... Acting and personality-wise. Well, they're not going to put him in a dinosaur Well, I know that. (laughs) Doesn't matter how they act. Sure. (laughs) They're voice acting. I know. I mean, if they were going to remake Toy Story and put people in costumes, what a time in our lives that would be. (laughs) Imagine. Well, so I used to go to, like, Disney on Ice. We went a couple times when I was little, Mm -hmm. and I know for a fact that one of them was Toy Story 2-themed. I don't think there was Rex, but I think there was, like, Woody and Jesse and Buzz. Sure. Uh, anyway. Whatever that had to do with anything. Um. All right, I suppose you can have it. Yes. That takes the lead. You already had the lead. Well, I'm keeping it. Uh, I like my choice for this one. Okay. The next character is Ham, the piggy bank. He's very sarcastic and uh, blunt and dry and um, practical and reasonable, basically. Yeah. He's like the voice of reason, I guess. If Woody's kind of the voice of reason, but he's the voice of reason when Woody goes crazy. I mean, he's usually... Yeah. Who, who do you have? I have Paul Giamatti. Who is a very sarcastic, blunt, deadpan kind of person. I have to think about who that is. From uh, Big I, Fat Liar. He was, he's yes. the control room guy in uh, Truman Show. Oh, yes. The, like, schlubby control room yes. guy. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I felt pretty good about that one. He's like a, I think he's a very similar personality, but not exactly the same, so it wouldn't be just like a caricature of the same. It would be slightly different, but like still serving the same purpose. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just say, what a strange, I know they were going for like differentiation, but like what kind of kid uses a piggy bank is like, but I'm going to play with this as one of my toys. It's kind of funny. I just, I was thinking about, like, what an amalgamation of toys Andy had. Yeah. I guess, they. I mean, they were just going for, like, to make them all different, but... 
Yeah. It's funny to me. So who'd you have? I said Mark Maron. Oh, no, that's really funny, too. <laughs> Mark is so depressing. <laughs> and I don't think that's who Ham is. <laughs> like, Mark would play him depressed. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if depressed is the right... I think it's more just, like, over it. Yeah. I suppose. I really like mine. I really like that too. I'll give that to you. I really. I wasn't like feeling super solid. I. I mean, I, I, I liked see it. it. Yeah. I see it. For the sake of we keep putting Mark Maron in things, let's pick. I want to put Mark Maron. I know in he things. should be in things. He's great. Cool. Um, who would play Slinky Dog? I feel the most good about this answer. I'm so excited. Okay, let's talk about Slinky Dog real quick. Okay. He's like, well, he has a kind of a country accent. Mm -hmm. He's, what would you, what would you say about Slinky Dog? Um, he's, Maybe the best Toy Story character is Slinky. He might be my favorite. He seems like, like imagine if you had a neighbor from Georgia... Yeah. He's not too... He doesn't, like, get overly excited about things. Yeah, he's real he's, easygoing. Yeah. And just, like, friendly, mm -hmm. but easygoing and laid back, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Patton Oswalt. <laughs> but he's already Remy. He can't be in another Pixar movie. I mean, John Ratzenberger is in every Pixar movie. But that's different. I said Bill Murray. Mm. Like, basically playing his Garfield. <laughs> I like both. Patton Oswalt would do the southern accent better, though. You're right. Like, if he did that voice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I felt, it really, would be very I felt good about that one. Even though it's like, it's kind of a small part. Yeah. I guess he's like Woody's best friend. Mm -hmm. But he kind of gets forgotten about, so he like starts. He doesn't show up as much. Yeah. For parts of it, the best part is when he's like when they're across the windows, and his eyes are just so big. But he like puts the window blinds down. <laughs> we need more monkeys. That's the best part of Toy Story. <laughs> is we need more monkeys. No, actually, the best part of Toy Story is uh, I am Mrs. Nesbit. <laughs> That's the best part of Toy Story. The Probably. second best part is we need more monkeys. And the third best part is you're a sad, strange little man and you have my pity. <laughs> that movie, listen, the dialogue in that movie is so tight. The entire time, not a single line is wasted. It's either a pun or just like the perfect characterization of who's speaking. The entire movie. Hi, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> That's the other best part of that movie. I almost <laughs> forgot. I just had another one and I just forgot about it. Wait a guy think. What you looking at, you hockey puck? <laughs> like, every, they're not a line that's wasted. I mean, how good is, hey, look, like, I'm, I'm Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> not, I'm a Picasso. I'm, I'm Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> every line in that movie is funny. I can't remember what was, I just had a, I just thought of a really funny one. And then, 
It's, uh, it just went away. The claw chooses who will go and who will stay. Classic. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll think of it eventually <laughs> okay. or maybe not. It's got every quote is good, so it, it could be literally any of them. It's, uh, Sid, your Pop-Tarts are ready. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, um, it's the, the big, big one. one. Extremely dangerous. Keep away from children. Keep out of reach of, of children. Ch- Get it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good. Just the way he says it. Extremely dangerous. <laughs> yeah, keep out of reach of children. <laughs> Which brings us to... Wind mis- the frog. <laughs> and that's all I want to say. Uh, the next character on the list is Mr. Potato Head. What a character he is. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. <laughs> That's in the second one, though. Yes, it is. Uh, and I packed your angry eyes just in case. Can we talk about how they animated bloopers for Toy Story 2? <laughs> they took the time to animate bloopers that aren't that are made up. Right. When she's packing him, she likes some cheese puffs in case you get hungry. And some monkey chow for the monkeys. And she puts the Play-Doh in, it comes out his eyes. And a key, I don't know what that's for. (laughs) But you never know. Uh, Anyway, Mr. Potato Head. He's a grumpy old potato. Yes. I went with Tim Meadows. Mm, I like the, like... Brian Fellows. Brian Fellows. I don't know if I know that one. That's a good one. Do I know what that one is? I don't know. I don't know. I like that he can be, like, he can be calm and calculated, but Mm -hmm. then he could also lose his cool. Yeah. So I thought he would be good. I said Bill Burr. I don't know him that well. He's angry, right? Yeah, he's he's a yelling <laughs> comedian. The fact that he has any voice at this point is amazing to me, but he's super funny. So is Mr. Potato Head yelling all the time? Because no. sometimes he can he's just be, not as yelling. Right. I mean, he doesn't yell. I mean, he can act it, you know. Yeah. But it's the when he does blow up on people. We need to watch more Bill Burr is the, is the lesson here. Um, Tim Meadows would be really funny. Mm-hmm. I'll give you Tim Meadows. Yay! I probably shouldn't have, because now I'm only winning by one point. It's fine. Now it's time for uh, uh, Bo Peep. Now it's time for the only girl. Right. <laughs> uh, it's time for Bo Peep. It's Bo Peep. She's... Sweet, but Lost also sassy. Sheep. She did. She does lose her sheep uh, at times. She's the damsel in distress. Uh, but, but that's only when Andy's playing because she's pretty much in charge. Like when it's flipped, she's like super cool and super like right. in control of it. And Woody's just like an idiot. Yeah. So that's the funny part. I said Anne Hathaway. How dare you? How dare you? Use Anne Hathaway against me. Because she, she literally has both. She can be sweet, but she also can have, like, a like a, like a sassy, mysterious attitude. How da- actually, how dare you? Um, she can be I dangerously said, flirty. I said Kristen Bell. That would be good also. I, thought I like both. That would be good. What are we going to do here, bucko? Partner? Somebody's poisoned the water Kristen hole. Bell is blonde. That and has so nothing to Bo do Peep with it. Bo Peep is blonde. 
That has, that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. If it means I get a point. Mr. Potato Head's a potato, and neither of the people we chose <laughs> are a potato, so I think that's pretty uh, problematic casting, if you ask me. What percent potato are you? All right. Um, I'll give you Anne Hathaway, just because I love Anne Hathaway. Okay. Yee. Yee. So the next two on the list are the people. The people that we chose. Uh, Who is going to play Andy? So here's the thing. I don't know any child actors. Neither do I, so Uh, it's fine. I searched, I Google searched a a list of child actors, and I picked two that I thought would be fun. Um, And of course, well, I went with... Uh, because this movie needs more women with it in it. Ooh. I went with girls. Ooh. Um, also, the names still work. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. And that wrong. is an interesting choice, my sir. I thought it would be interesting. Did you put Millie Bobby Brown? I did put Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, she is the best. She I is... I don't watch Stranger Things because I'm too scared, but she is the best. Yeah. That is... I like that. For Andy? Yep. I put Jacob Tremblay, who I don't was know in who that is. Room with Brie Larson, and also in the movie Wonder. He's he's like 12, and he's adorable. Mm. And he looks younger than he is, and he's super funny. You can have it. Yay! You just gave the point Whoop. to me. I'll take Boo. it. Boo. Uh, because I'm not wrong on the next one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can tell you right now that I'm not wrong. Okay. Uh, the next character and the last character is Sid. The evil teenager down the street. Okay. Next door, next door. Uh, Sid is Will Poulter because they look exactly alike. I don't know who this. It mu- it has to be. Will Pol- Poulter. I know that it's not live action, but I will not accept. <laughs> he does. This is this is a thing that has circulated the internet that he looks like Sid, but he also could play Sid. That's he's a very like. Um, he's played, like, bad guys. He yeah. was the bad guy in, um, Divergent. No, Maze Runner. Maze Runner. I'm getting my, uh, my, uh, dystopias mixed up. He was a bad guy in Maze Runner. Yes. Um, but yeah, he could do, like, an intimidating but kind of crazy. I mean, he, I, he looks like Sid. Yeah. I, I know this is not live action, but, like, it's very important to me. Right. Um, I said Sophia Lillis. I have no idea who that is. She was on the It movie, and she looked like she could play a mean kid, so mean I picked kid. her. Um, no, I'm fine with your answer. Yay! Um, that also means... I mean, he's, like, our age, I think. Good. We tied at 24. So. <laughs> Yay, Team. Team. I just, I don't even care because we both said Ryan Reynolds for Woody. (laughs) It's perfect. Like, I'm still freaking out in my head. It's too perfect. Because when we talked about doing this yesterday, I was like, how are we ever going to pick? Because Tom Hanks is the best person that has ever walked the face of this planet. Like, I know I've said that probably before, but like, (laughs) Tom Hanks is actually the best human on earth. (laughs) <laughs> and I have no doubts in my mind about We don't that. deserve Tom Hanks. Listen, he uses his Instagram to take pictures of gloves that people drop on the sidewalk <laughs> and, like, exclusively. Have you ever seen that video that's, like, Tom Hanks is America's dad? 
I don't know. It's probably. really funny. There's a clip. He's on Colbert. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, uh, Colbert says, uh, so you're telling me you color coordinate your lamps and your bulbs? And he goes, absolutely, sir. <laughs> the best thing is I could imagine anything in his voice. Like, he has the right. best voice, too. I also haven't seen, like, 90% of his movies. <laughs> Yeah, I should watch more of them. I mean, that Money Pit movie was so funny. We need to we need to watch like more young Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, where he's I've like doing never comedy seen stuff. All of Big. Oh, it's so which good. Which is a bad thing to say. Um, they did a uh, a Dragnet movie. What? Turner and Hooch is supposed to be pretty good. That's like his first movie, wasn't it? Maybe. I think it was. Maybe. Um, Dragnet. It's a cop movie, but it's Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that sounds really Wait, fun. Wait, I, th- I think it's Dan Aykroyd. Let me look. Um, um, Dragnet was a was a cop show in, like, the 60s, I think. Maybe 70s. Um, yeah, it is Dan Aykroyd. It has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, 50-50. I mean, it's pretty funny. It has Tom Hanks in it. It's, How could it be bad? It literally couldn't be bad. I also haven't seen, like, Sleepless in Seattle, which is supposed to be really good. Um, I've, that's one of those ones that I've seen parts of on TV, but not all What's of it. What's the other one? Um, You've Got Mail? Yes. That's the I've one. seen, that one is, uh... Meg I, Ryan. Yes. But there's one of those movies that was a Jimmy Stewart movie. That was like a remake uh, that of That was Jimmy's. You've Got Mail, I think. Yeah. Because it, it was something else, but in the new one, it's yeah. like an email or something. We, there was one day, it's, um, yeah, Jimmy Stewart works for this place and the Wizard of Oz is his boss. That's how I remember it. Um, <laughs> the, oh, the man behind the curtain? Yeah. Don't, the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain? Yeah. Oh. Um, we're watching it. Like, it was one of those where we're just flipping around and we're like, oh, Jimmy Stewart movie. So we're just watching it and we're like. The Wizard? We all kind of went at once like. Isn't this a Tom Hanks movie? <laughs> like, it's the exact same premise. Only they're like pen pals. Oh, okay. Instead of internet dating. In- yeah. Yeah. Huh. We should watch that. Which one? Both of them? Uh, all of them. Okay. I mean, I haven't even seen, like, some new Tom Hanks movies. I know. I, suck. I just don't see movies. My dad says we need to watch Bridge of Spies. He says really good. Sure. I'll watch... What was that I'll- one where he's the bad guy with Emma Watson? The Circle, it's called. Yeah, I want to see him as bad guy. Did you ever see Cloud Atlas? No. Man, that's a weird movie, but it was also kind of good. Hmm. He played, like, a super weird character. I guess if you're Tom Hanks, you can do whatever you want at this point. Yes. Tom Hanks will not rest until he portrays every American. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's recast, and we've done it. You can let us know whose list you think was best, who you think should have won. Uh, if you head over to our Twitter, Roundabouts Friday, there should be a poll up there for you to vote in. Yes. We always forget to say who won. I don't think we've ever remembered to say who won the poll. I don't think we Last have week, I won the poll with one vote and only one person voted. Thanks, Twitter. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I bet it was Lauren. That's My money's <laughs> on her. Uh, so, anyway, so you can do that. Or we want to say thanks for listening, first of all. And if you want to tell us what you want to hear on the next episode, give us suggestions for any of the segments that we do. You can hit us up at sleepingsituation at gmail.com. We'll try and remember to check it. And you can also send us a message on the social media of your choice. We are Sleeping Situation on Facebook and Instagram. And we are Sleeping Sitch on Twitter. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you can uh, follow us on social or subscribe on iTunes or Shout Engine if you want to get a, a little reminder when our new episodes go up on Mondays. Yep. Every time that I do this little outro, I always think I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> And then I almost don't. And also, I watch too much YouTube, so I almost always say, like, subscribe for new videos. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that's not what I'm doing, but I hear that so often that it's where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I think we're done. And thank you, and we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.